You know the expression DMCs, don't you? Well, that's what this podcast is all about. It's a big DMC, but at its epicentre is music. This podcast is called Deep Music Chats and it's hosted by me, Emma Nolan. In every episode then we meet a new guest. Sometimes they're musicians, sometimes they're just people that you might know who are hugely passionate about music. And we hear about the songs that are synonymous with some of the most significant moments of their lives. So are you ready for a DMC? Joining me this week are both Connor and David from Wild Youth. Wild Youth's brilliant new single, Can't Say No, was released last Friday. Today, their new EP, Forever Girl, was released. It is just brilliant. I hope you enjoyed this. We had a ball recording it. Welcome to Deep Music Chats. Big DMC, let's do it. Uh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> we'll, have, we'll be on the vodka in an hour. Um, <laughs> okay. right. uh, first of all, uh, David and Connor from Wild Youth, huge congratulations on your new single, Can't Say No. Obsessed. It's the soundtrack of my house and my housemates at the moment. Someone's in the shower and all you can hear is, you just can't say no. <laughs> um, so seriously, wow, it's just amazing. Tell us about the single, first of all, and the response over the last week. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I think we're always kind of blown away by any reaction to a song, but there's something that just feels very different about this one. It's like, you know, everyone you kind of made it's like, or like the messages here is like, no, no, honestly, this one's my favourite by a mile. I'm like, oh, cool. You obviously really like Champagne yeah. Butterflies. This is the best one you've ever <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> No, obviously they've all been amazing. However, there's something about this. It's like a very different sound, do you know? And I think that's really brave yeah. for an artist to do. Did you know when you were making this, this is going to sound a little bit different for us? Yeah, and I think that's kind of like, our Holy P is a little bit like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking about it and it's just like, we just didn't want to like restrict ourselves in any way. If we wanted to make a song like Can't You Know, we were just going to make a song like Can't You Know. If we wanted to make a song that kind of sounded like our first EP, which is more like Champagne Butterflies, we were going to do that. And yeah. If we wanted to write a ballad, we were going to do a ballad. And yeah, just kind of have no restrictions on this and not kind of limit ourselves and pigeonhole ourselves to being the band that have that one sound where it's like all upbeat, kind of super, like, you know, there is other sides to us. And I think when you see us live, I think that kind of comes through a lot more, even on the songs are on our first EP you hear like slightly rockier elements rougher around the edges and we kind of wanted to incorporate that into um, our recording this time as well just brings such a huge amount of versatility it's just so exciting um, goes without saying that you're obviously missing gigs was this a lockdown baby song like did you record this at home was it was it different was it weird was it a different process no, this, actually, this was recorded before just okay. right before the pandemic Oh, so it's been in the can for a while. You're like, I'm going to wait until they're ready for this. Yeah, in the can. Yeah. Get this busted out there in showers all across uh, the country. At some point soon. Listen, again, so exciting about the new single, so exciting about the EP. Thank you so much for joining me for a DMC. Tell me what song will always remind you of your childhood. Okay, I'll go first, shall I? Yeah. So I wrote this down. Okay. Right. I was growing up, my dad is a big giant swing lover, like Frank Snatcher, uh, the Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr., all that sort of stuff. So my very like like earliest memory, which brings me back to being a kid, was uh, my dad's auntie used to live down the country. So we always go down to the country every summer and spend every summer down there. And there's a song by Sammy Davis Jr. called uh, And Frank Snatcher, Me and My Shadow. I used to be in the back of the car and I was only a kid. So this is when they kind of started to be 
kind of realized I could sing where my dad would be singing Frank Sinatra parts because my dad sounds like Frank Sinatra when he sings beautiful singing and I was just that singing Sammy Davis Jr. parts because it's like a, it's like a song and answer kind of thing and mm. um, so yeah, that's my fondest memory. That's my earliest memory of being a kid. Be swing, swing music. Uh, I love the fact that your dad obviously has has a voice too, and they're realizing yeah. that you have this talent. So your confidence is starting to grow then too. Yeah. So then he always used to play the songs all the time. Yeah. So then before he knew it, like he wants me, he wants me to be a, like Michael Bublé. Like, like okay. he always he still says it to me to this day, <laughs> even though we're in like a we're in a like successful little band. I was only yes. in the house there a few months back at the back garden talking to him and. He was like to me, you still could be the next Michael Bublé. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. the Christmas songs melt all year. Start yeah. melting in September, whatever that yeah. meme is. Yeah. You really have faith in our band if you're still trying to make them be Michael Bublé, but okay. So, it, but, but I, what I find so amazing when artists are on the podcast is like the influences from that early age. You'll yeah. never forget that. And swing will always have a place in your heart then as well. Oh, for sure. Like, the minute I hear it, I just think I can sneak my dad straight away. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, I always will, and I'll always, I'll always have a love for it as well. Mm. Just that whole Frank Sinatra wearing a suit, wearing, having a whiskey and a cigar, and singing there, standing beside a grand piano with his hand Dickie on it. Dicky like, on. That's yeah. my dad. Like that's my dad. Like, Amazing. You know? so, and did he ever sing like professionally, or was it just more of a hobby for him? It was kind of a hobby for him. Uh, he used to do like shows and stuff like that, and he actually did like a kind of like a. Frank Snatcher and Dean Martin, like kind of duo theme with one of his friends. So they'd go around doing like the club scene and stuff like that, like back mm-hmm. in the day. So uh, yeah, I always remember growing up as a kid, just him putting on records and singing Frank Snatcher, Dean Martin, all that sort of stuff. So all that music just brings me straight back to being a little kid. And again, the joy of just hopping in the car and knowing you're going off to see your granny. Is there a better feeling? I don't yeah, think. no, 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 no. no. I'm going to be oh. fed so well for the next few yeah, days. <laughs> Might get five pounds for the shop. Yeah, 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 yeah. What about you then, Connor? That's probably way, uh, a lot less exciting than that. Go <laughs> oh, on. No, mine was, uh, and then I kissed her by the Beach Boys. Excellent. My dad is, my, my, it's kind of similar. My dad is an absolutely huge Beach Boys fan, and that was like him and my mom's kind of song. But it just meant that they would just literally play it on repeat. And we used to go to like a caravan in Clare. Oh, and I just remember the whole drive down. It would just be, and then I kissed her on repeat every summer. And do you remember, uh, were they like tapes or were they CDs or? It was weird. It was like a CD, but you had to put the CD into a CD holder in the boot. Oh, wow. You played it through the boot. Yeah, there's like a CD holder or something. Like, so you put the CDs in the boot. And I think that's probably why this song was on repeat because it, it couldn't change. <laughs> you have to pull in. <laughs> You're on the M50. Okay, now it's 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just makes way more sense. This song is drilled into my head because I couldn't yeah, yeah. turn it off. <laughs> I need to Google this. Uh, CD player is in the boot and I guess the 90s, right? Most of it. It's probably just an old car. <laughs> you used to spend a lot of time then as a child in, in Clare which ends deadly too. Yeah, uh, all summer. There's like a um, caravan park and we had a caravan there mm. and uh, we used to go down spend the whole summer there. It was amazing. I saw a uh, tweet the other day. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was like, look at Clare just being the most underrated county in, in the country. Just being stunning, minding its own business, causing no hassle <laughs> and just being like, you know. <laughs> it really <laughs> is good. though. 
<laughs> it is. And I, I, I literally liked it and was like, I agree. Claire just minds its own business, is always so beautiful, keeps itself Honestly. to itself. <laughs> um, question number two then. What song, if there's one that will bring you back, that brings you back to just a moment or a time or a place that you just felt that lovely euphoric feeling of just being so blissfully happy, even if just for a moment? And what was that moment? Mine's kind of not a song. It's kind of, it's kind of a collection here there was one time so i was in my teens and you know when you're going away and holidays with your family and you're, you're getting into that stage of being a teenager and you're a bit kind of too cool for your you know you're a bit too cool to be on holidays with your parents anymore yeah. you kind of want to stay with your friend down the road yeah but then, and you're pulling oh. tantrums and you're like yeah. i'm not going here i'm not there's going a few so. ice creams in it for you as well though <laughs> so <laughs> we had to wait to portugal with my family and um i uh didn't want to be there obviously and uh, we went shopping one day. I was dragged to go shopping. It's this beautiful shopping centre in Portugal. What do you think about it? And like, yeah, like oh. you're, you're being brought holidays like for free and you're complaining. Yeah. But uh, so I go to a shopping centre anyway and I'm looking through like I go to like a, like a record shop and I'm going through everything. And I find like DVDs of like live shows. And I found John Mayer, Where the Light Is okay. in LA, Los Angeles, with live show. And I found it on CD. I remember being like, this is when I just started listening to John Mayer as well. And I was like, oh shit, like I really want to get this. Mm. I mean, my dad coming up to the guy and he was like asking him like, is it in English? Could he just do it? And man, I was like, I, I, I don't know. Like you're going to have to take, you're gonna have to take the risk. So we just got it anyway. And we went back to the, we had like some like house we were staying in. We went back to the house and there's a DVD player in there and I stuck it on and it was in English. And I literally just remember, I just never went back out into the sun for the rest of all day. <laughs> I watched it about 300 times each day like I swear to god my mom by the end like by the, by the end of the holiday was literally like we have to take this off and like he's becoming a hermit well I just remember this feeling of proper like peace like you euphor- like euphoric feeling like where like I didn't need sunshine I didn't need water yeah. I didn't need anything I just needed to watch it all the time and listen to it like the beauty of it was just tra- like transporting me to a different place so was it a full was show? Full show. And still to this uh-huh. day, it's one of the best things I've ever seen is you should watch it. You, you can get bad versions of it on YouTube and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. if you can if you can get it somewhere, I'd highly recommend it. Like it's oh, it's just different level of beauty. Like he goes through different sections of playing in the blues band, and he does an acoustic session, and then he does a rock session. It's all in the one gig. It goes on for like an hour and a half. Like it's oh, it's phenomenal. Yeah, but I really think as well it. though, when you're at that at that but awkward I, stage of being a teenager, when you're like you know a little bit of a pain in the backside, you know we've all been that in that stage where we don't want to be on that holiday and we know we're so lucky and all that kind of stuff and you're just sulky and you don't really know why and you're going through whatever you're going through as well and like even though you're on that holiday like it was like you obviously just really needed that you needed in that moment to not be with your parents and not be with your parents and like that's fine doesn't mean you don't think they're class and you're so appreciative but just I, no. I was just being a little I was just being a little but shit but being a teenager and, is hard yeah being know? a teenager is being a little shit majority of the time yeah. I was just being a little shit and then I got this CD and I was just like I was on my own you know yeah. Yeah, because you know when you want to be on your own sometimes when you're a kid, yeah. you know you feel like you can't be on your own all the time. You didn't get and a like, tan though. I mean, come, you missed a trick. I didn't there. get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a tan. I didn't get a tan. Because one of the but only I, things I, that was when you hated going on family holidays when you were a little bit too old, like you're at that stage of like it's probably your last one. The only thing is, well, at least I'll have a tan when I go home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just came. I came home with a bit of better music taste. I think <laughs> that's yeah. what I got. Yeah. And probably more of a fire in your belly to follow the. Yeah, for sure. Too. Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I love how you asked if it was in English. 
Yeah, because because <laughs> like, no, John Mayer saying no, like, no, it but would no, have not been John Mayer. No, but all the, I mean, all the DVDs were all like. Uh, like dope and stuff like that, you know what I mean? So yeah, but imagine dubbing dubbing over his singing. But I, didn't didn't know whether, yeah. I, know, I didn't know whether it was just going to be like Portuguese, like written underneath it, like you know what I mean? Like yes, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. But yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Imagine in Brigol, you say Wonderland. <laughs> what about you then, Connor? That moment of bliss. Blissful happiness. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I suppose I'm gonna get a serious eye roll here today, but um, oh god, what is it? No, I think for me it was like we've been so busy with the band all the time, and then obviously during the pandemic and kind of just living a totally normal life. And I met someone and like started to really fall from something I honestly started to believe I didn't think it was actually possible for me to do. And then I just started listening to say, you know, like a uh, girl crush yeah and it was just like the kind of thing where i had kind of started to feel to fall in love like started to fall in love and then i heard this song it's just like you know when a song just like totally blows your mind i want her magic touch yeah cause because as i said i did i really started to, i think i said to him i was like i'm just always going to be alone i was like yeah. i just I was kind of like addicted to like being in the studio and like just not leaving my phone there, like not even responding to people's texts and but yeah. then to kind of open myself up to this and yeah so that was but isn't was, it amazing like that so many people have taken like different takeaways from the pandemic and like obviously we'll be able to have hopefully hindsight on this whole situation soon but that's a gorgeous thing it's obviously like something that you needed was that slowdown and just like you said to live a normal life and not be in the studio so constantly and not be on the run all the time and actually like and something beautiful came out of that personally for you which is a really lovely thing yeah absolutely that's great I'm thrilled for you Thank that's you. really nice I love hearing nice things <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you kind of mentioned the teenage thing there I guess with family holidays and just being a bit of a brat but is there a particular song that always brings you right back to secondary school teenage years that kind of thing I'd say Hey Ya by Outcast. Yes! My baby don't mess around. Mess around. <laughs> this is when I started to kind of venture into doing, into playing music. Uh, so I just started, I started trying to learn how to play instruments. So I learned how to play guitar and stuff. And, and Hey Ya was one of the first kind of songs that I like put on an acoustic guitar and made my own version of it. You know what I mean? Slowed it down and like changed it into my own cover. And I remember all my mates were like, oh, that's fucking banging. That's deadly. And mm. I got this like sense of like, accomplishment for it. And I was like, oh my God, it's amazing. And like, used to bonk off school and gone to town and like busk and stuff like that. So, like, did you? Yeah, all the time. So, that song to me is like a, is like a real, like, it was like a real kind of defining, defining moment yeah. of like, mm-hmm. our music is me, like, is there's so much you can do with music. You know what I mean? Like, I'm nowhere near like Outcast. But I just made one of their songs some kind of like my own and people like it, you know? Um, so I think that's a big defining moment for me. Yeah. Being able to make a cover your own is one of the coolest things. Obviously, the live lounges and stuff in the UK and BBC Radio yeah, 1 you know, was sure. blowing my mind and yeah. how an artist can take something you're like, I didn't know it was possible that this song could could sound like this. Um, but yeah. did. So, did you make a few bucks when you were busking? Yeah, at one point I did, actually, yeah. There was, so one stage after school, I was still doing it. I was still going in all the time. And I went to music college for like probably two weeks only. And the reason I only lasted two weeks is because like I used to get off the bus to go into music college and I just get distracted with my guitar walking through town. I just put my bag down and start playing playing mm-hmm. in Temple Bar. Mm-hmm. Um that's when I started to make a bit of money from that, but it's not easy. 
No. It's not easy. You know, you're on the call, the rain. Mm. You know what I mean? You have to put in time to get anything from it, you know? Yeah. And I always wanted to do this. I always wanted to be in a band. Like, I always wanted to to play on stages and stuff like that. At but, what point did you guys find each other then? Oh, we were mates since we were kids. So, like, mm-hmm. it's kind of... Kind of so I've heard Hey Yeah about a minute. He's heard Hey Yeah about <laughs> like, literally since we were younger. <laughs> he's come busking with me before we bust together. So, yeah, like, we've known each other since we were young. Like, as a band? The other lads? As a band? Four years, five years? Four yeah. Years. Yeah, we've known the lads a while because they were, like, in other bands and music scene and Dublin sure. and stuff like that. So we knew each other, like... We'd actually go, we'd actually have been to see them at their gigs before we ever became a band, you know? Yeah, we were like fangirls so we were, in their band. Yeah, we'd be fangirl and love it too with them. Yes, yes, yes. What about yeah. you then, Connor? A song from your uh, teenage years? I think when I was my teen, I kind of started to think I was much cooler than I was. I bought a leather jacket, maybe talking heads once in a lifetime. Tune! Or, or else, um, I was never like, Mass, I'd never really listened to the Beatles, and I remember in school in music class we had to study the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah that album. And, uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was just a song that kind of stuck with me from that album that I loved. Mm-hmm. Just reminds me of like being in school and learning all about the Beatles and kind of getting into them for the first time. And what were you like as a teenager? Shithead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. He was uh, a lovely guy. He was a lovely guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was I think I went through a lot of phases probably did you yeah like changing up your hair and clothes and all that kind of stuff too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I loved being a teenager like obviously it's like the <laughs> thing in the world but I loved secondary school I had the time of my life in secondary school that was so much fun yeah same I had a good time yeah it was great wasn't it I'd love to go back yeah. for not obviously forever but I'd love to do a week love to do a month uh, yeah. again yeah, really yeah like that. we were pretty lucky that like we were all like we have a big giant circle of friends and obviously excuse me I'm still pretty close with a lot of friends my mates that I would have been really close with in school like we see each other like as much as we can we all always say to each other like we'd love to go back just for like one week yeah just to experience it again you know wreck the teacher's heads again for yeah time. just absolutely run amok like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now this is a DMC so this obviously uh, this uh, question changes the tone quite a lot but if you ever have been in a dark place or just going through a bit of a bit of a shit time uh, was there a song that you kind of gravitated towards or even an artist and obviously whatever you're comfortable with in terms of sharing whatever about that experience I think we would be quite open but like mm. I suppose speaking personally yeah it's been a lot of dark times I think I've probably always kind of suffered a little bit with mental health and highs and lows and um so i always there's a song by a guy called shuggy otis and it's called strawberry letter and it's like it's so cool and uplifting and it's like i always try and find if i'm in a bad headspace like even in the morning i'll just get a really feel good song and i'll just like totally pump it up where when i'm going for a run i'll just listen to a feel good song like on repeat and i feel it can totally change my mood and that's kind of one of those songs for me. Do you ever find though when you're sad, you just, I listen to sad songs on purpose. Like I do it on purpose. Yeah. I don't know why. Like when I get, when I feel shit, I'll pull on it like an even more depressing song. Yeah, me too. I'll be like, I'll get even lower. But then I want then to I'll... get lower. Yeah. And it makes you feel better. You know, it's weird. Yeah. And I, I just remember, did you ever hear that song Bonnie from Bonnie Vare? It's like five zero, it's like five zeros in a million. Mm. Um, like I don't even know how you pronounce it. It's like zero 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 zero. Tough million. one for a radio presenter. Like oh, like it's all, yeah. <laughs> coming up. It's, zero zero it's zero. Like, God, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's just one of the most like depressingly 
sad, honest, uplifting song I've ever heard in my life. Like he says a line like, I've worried about rain and I've worried about the lightning, man, but I've washed it all off. Like he's talking about normal day life things like mm. that he worries about every day, like, but he has to wash it off just to get by. Mm. And I just found it so like sad, like that, like it made me feel good. Do you get me? Because <laughs> yeah. I think there's an element of, I don't know, sometimes if I'm going through stuff like that too, I can find myself gravitating to an artist I never would have listened to before and then like falling up, like being so in love with them because you're like, yeah. they go through this, like, and they might be talking about something completely different. And that's why it's so great that it's so not, what's the word? Like you don't know exactly what they're writing about sometimes. Yeah. But you take but you can still what you need and you're like, oh, yes, girl. Or yes, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's a very, very powerful thing. And um, you'd mentioned, obviously, Connor, your lovely news in the last little while. But is there a particular song um, that will always remind you of catching the fields for someone or falling in love? Uh, yeah, it's actually a song by an Irish artist by Ryan McMullen. Do you know okay. Ryan McMullen? Yes, I do indeed. Yeah. He has a song called Oh Susanna. I remember it's honestly like I just. It was one of those songs that like totally, totally stopped me in my track. I was like, it's just honestly one of the most beautiful songs I think I've ever heard. And I don't know how it's not absolutely huge and everyone doesn't know it. Remember, I actually like I listened to it and I was like, I then became a fan girl and I tweeted him and I was like, if I ever get married, will you play this song at my wedding? Yeah, he, he just he wrote back. He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh my!" And what was it about this particular song? It just summed up how you were feeling. It like enhanced all those feelings. You got like butterflies. Yeah, it, like, yeah, honestly, it like made the hairs, and it's just like just made the hairs stand on the back of my neck. And it was kind of one of those songs that me and my girlfriend, like for a company, we just listened to that song all the time, and it's just yay. So yeah, now yeah. it is like your song. Yeah, I, I love suppose, that. Yeah, I suppose so. What about you, David? It's not, um, it's not Ryan's anymore. It's not it's Ryan's. Ryan. <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Uh, yeah, mine's actually an Irish artist too. Uh, it's We Don't Eat by James McMorrow. Mm. And because it's We Don't Eat, because it's actually, it's like, it's nothing to do with the kind of lyrics or anything in the song. My girlfriend now that I'm with, I've known her since I was like 13. Okay. And uh, when James McMorrow started to come out of the scene, we became absolutely like giant fans. And We Don't Eat was our favourite song by his. And... Then we both went our separate ways for a few years and then randomly down ended up at a James McMorrow gig in Trinity. And I remember it was the first time seeing her in like probably four, four years. Stop. And we were standing in the audience, like in the crowd. And it was like a moment of silence in the set and we were just talking away. And it was kind of a bit emotional already because we were kind of like, we've always had something for each other. And we were just talking away and then just the din, 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 started the channel. And we both just stopped and looked at each other. And it was a proper like hair tingling moment. We don't eat until your father's at the table. And we both just like didn't say anything. So that was our song. And we were just like, oh my fucking God, he's like, just as we stop the talk, he plays our song. Yeah. I remember two of us holding each other, like, singing, like, <laughs> you don't mean until your father's at the table. And like, that was just, that's our song now. You know, I think that's our song. It was like, it was the one song that we loved when we were younger, and it's the one song that brought us back together. You know? It sounds like a movie, and in a, like in the most gorgeous way, because I think yeah. sometimes they always say, "Oh, things." That sounds like why do they make the movies like that? Some things are, you know, not real life, but that stuff happens. You it know, does. The girl that you were with years ago, it doesn't happen uh, every day or every week, no. or even every year, but it, no. it happens and it gives you like shivers forever. Yeah, like, no, I do. The agree. fact that she was there, the fact you bumped into one another. Yeah. It, yeah, it's beautiful. And he played that song at that moment, but mm. yeah, no, I, no, but I do agree on that point. Like, you know what I mean? I, 
like I would have been the first person to be like, ah, oh, no, that's corny or like, mm. yeah, that stuff's only in the movies and stuff. But I think that sometimes in life, if you if you get if you sometimes can be lucky enough, you do get those magical moments with some people, you know. Absolutely. Um, uh, and it's so funny because you're saying that now and I'm like, I can, I, I know what you're talking about and I can't even think of an example. But yeah, I, I can, I can almost feel it on the inside of it like that. Like, what the hell was that? Like, I need to ring the girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I need to call you. Are you, are you free? Um, now on the total flip side, unfortunately, because when they're up, when there are ups, um, sometimes they can be down. If you ever have been heartbroken and it doesn't have to be about anything romantic, even if you were heartbroken about a missed um, opportunity to play a show or whatever. Um, was there a song again that you gravitated towards? Like what you guys said about when you feel down. When I'm heartbroken, I listen to like love songs. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like a form of torture. That's a re- you're being really hard on yourself there. You need yeah, to be really angry like, fuck them. <laughs> I know you love this song too, babe, but uh, Jealous by Labyrinth. Oh, yeah. Amazing. Jealous of the way. I don't know why I do it to myself because it's like the most incredibly beautiful song ever and I'm like feeling lonely and heartbroken. Yeah. Um, I first discovered Dern- Dermot Kennedy, like this is before everyone, like obviously everyone, like... Not that I'm saying it like that. Are you telling us you just No, I'm not. I knew I was yeah, going to go. You're in love with Derek Kennedy, is what you're saying. No. I'm just saying <laughs> when the Doves and Ravens EP was all that existed in the world, I was going through a heartbreaking time. And like that, it was self-torture because I, I, was, just, I was just crying because it was so beautiful. And I was like, yeah. no <laughs> ever going to be like, you think about me in this lovely way ever. <laughs> like, but like you said, it's a form of torture, isn't it? But like, it's oh, it is. helps you but heal. Sometimes you, you need, it, you need to do it to yourself though to get all your emotion out to yeah, try and absolutely. cleanse yourself of like these deep-rooted feelings that just make you feel so terrible for sure yeah. what about you David and uh, no, nothing compares to you by Sinead O'Connor stunning I just love I just love it just mm. it makes me makes me sad but like also don't know there's some honest just some beautiful honesty in it or something you know and also it's written by Prince that I found out has absolutely nothing to do with heartbreak supposedly it's about Prince wrote it and supposedly it's about his, this is what I've heard now, uh, supposedly it's about his gardener who was like Mexican, who went back to Mexico and nobody could cut his flowers and look after his garden anymore. So he wrote no compares to you. All the flowers that you planted, Mama, in the backyard, they all died when you went away. Like that's supposedly the like. <laughs> Stop that! Supposedly now, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is supposedly the truth. I've heard it now like from a few sources. But uh that is fact absolutely check, amazing. Fact, 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 fact check it yourself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. if it's not, someone made a great <laughs> lie. But uh, I just love the song, though, in general. I think the song is beautiful. That yeah. video gets me every time. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. So good. Is there <laughs> a particular song that always inspires you, gives you a bit of get up and go, or inspired you at a particular time? What song is it and why? I think Where the Streets Have No Name by you too. Yeah, that's a good one. I think like no matter what I'm if I hear that like guitar riff at the start, it's like makes me feel like I can take over the world for some reason. And then some stuff so I realize I can. Something that like if I was like wanting to get up for like going on stage or playing a gig, like the minute I hear that guitar riff, it's like I just find I think it's one of the greatest songs ever written. And it just inspires me to try and write better music, but also it could inspire me to go to the gym or it can inspire mm-hmm. me to like take on a task in the day or play it before a show just any time in the day you can play that and it just it gives me chills every single time I hear it
your live shows are fantastic as someone who's been to them uh, and the energy that you guys bring is exceptional is there something that is there some kind of a routine a bit of a pump beforehand we usually have a little toast don't we yeah okay. a, little shot, a little shot of whiskey or, or like a little beer we usually try to keep just together before we go on whether it's in our dressing room it's usually just like maybe four of us in that dressing room and everyone kind of also now has their own little thing to do as well and we kind of understand that of each other you know um, yeah, someone might just need to go and take five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we all, what we always usually tend to do together is we always just have a little toast, you know, and a hug. We all hug each other before we go on. We all have a toast and then we go and do it, you know? We actually make a really fun playlist before the shows too. Yeah. And like kind of, and it's funny because there's loads of our fans came to like all of our shows, like on our last tour, which seems like a lifetime ago. Mm-hmm. But so they would have known like the next song that was coming up on the playlist. They used to sing all those songs. So honestly, we used to be like side of stage and we'd be like peeping out and you'd hear like people singing like working nine to five. Oh, and like in the crowd and then like we'd be there and that's kind of where we all have a toast and it's kind of like a fun moment where you kind of lift up your energy before you go on stage. I even remember when you played the 104 gig, like there was people there and they just go to your gigs. Like they're so dedicated. It's amazing. Yeah. They're great. No, they're great. They're amazing. They, uh... I don't mean to uh, like rub salt in the wound because you must just be missing it all so much. But like, can you even describe how much you're missing it? Like, is it something that you're like, God, this is so frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. We're at the end of it now. You know, we're kind of yeah. like, we were only to give it. We were yesterday, we were, we got asked that question and uh, we both just turned around. We were just like, you can't even just think about it anymore. It's your best yeah, stuff to think about. Yeah. It's best just to kind of, because we went through ups and downs and transitions, you know. At the beginning, we were like, it's not going to be last long. It's a two-week lockdown we're going to be in. And it was Happy two- first anniversary to our two-week lockdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there was like a moment of like, oh, no, will we ever get to do it again? And then there was like an uplifting, oh, no, well, come on, let's just find ways to make it better. And then you go down again. It's just yeah. too hard going up and down all the time. You're better off just trying to not think of it at all so you can just try and stay in a steady plane mm-hmm. because the ups and downs are the worst part, you know? I think you get to a stage, no matter what your uh, line of work is, that you're kind of just an autopilot, just... Yeah. But I like, agree. we know we have a vaccine now. We're on the way out. It's just exactly. a case of yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's on yeah. the way out. So like, mm-hmm. let's, just, let's just keep, keep going. going. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there was no, not a, not a question on your piece of paper now, sorry guys, but if there <clears> was, I don't know, like just imagine like no limitations at all whatsoever. COVID isn't a thing. Uh, you could play any stage in the world. What would you play? As your first gig back, say. It could be any. <sighs> Madison Square like, Gardens in New York. Madison Square Gardens. Or else uh, Red Rock. I've never even been to New York, but I'd love or, um, Wembley. Either way, no matter what happens, it's going to be unbelievable. I, 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 I think, to be honest about we just we play anywhere right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Because like, that's what we, we love, just gigging. We love it, you know? If you said, go play in, on the beach, like there's a gig going on the beach, there'll be 10 people there. I'll be there with my sandals on. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, because I just want to go flops. do it. I've never flip flops my shorts. You know what I mean? Uh, no, it but, isn't. Um, it's just going to be like sometimes when I think about it, knowing that it's going to happen at some point in the near future, it just makes me so excited. Like, I know. Like excitement yeah. that you haven't felt. Like, just imagine, like, when you mentioned Trinity earlier, uh, the James Vincent McMorrow gig. And I remember that was the weekend I moved to Dublin, like, the like all the gigs were on at Trinity that weekend. And that was just such a euphoric weekend of like, yeah, work, pop over to Trinity. Like, it was just, I just can't wait. You just can't, you kind of forget that we used to live that life. Like, no, you know? I know. It doesn't feel normal. Like, it's, it's going to be one of those things. Like, I, I don't know how I'm going to react to it. Like, you know, 
Mm. Like I'll probably start crying on stage or something. Or I might get really fucking freaked out that there's so many people in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Yes, it's going to take us a while to kind of, uh, we probably won't, won't be unlearning everything, obviously, the new normal and all that, but to unlearn the kind of like freaked outness of yeah. people. Am like, I going to get sick? Am I going to get sick? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, but sure luck. Sure luck, sure listen. We'll power on. Uh, many uh, friendships have a song that is like synonymous with their friendship. We've mentioned it earlier. This is our song. Uh, is there one for you and a friend? What is it and why? Well, I suppose it's just you, isn't it, really? Oh, because you're friends the two best really younger. friends that anyone, anyone could ever have. Could have. <laughs> and we've known each other for so long. What is it, Arcade Fire? Wake Up. Wake Up by Arcade Fire. It was the first cover we ever learned to play together. It's the first when cover we, were... we ever played together when we were just when we were young. We did a terrible, uh, really, video. really bad rendition of it. I don't know if it still exists, but I, I really hope. It I'd is. say it's not worth being, not worth you can. But uh, <laughs> Arcade Fire, yeah, that was um, that was our tune that we, because we used to go, we used to meet up in Connor's uh, shed and play music. That was the first day that we kind of like spent the whole day trying to do a song, and we did it at the end of the day, and we were like, oh, we're we're rock stars. I just think it's such a beautiful thing to be that, you know, to have that thing as a young fella that like, oh, I've got a new friend. He plays music too. Ma'am, can you drop me over? I'm going to go right yeah. out the shed. Like, what a wonderful way to spend your time. No, 100%. Yeah. And, and we're lucky that we... And like, to have this... It can't have trouble. And we're lucky yeah. that we're still... We're lucky that it's, we're still friends. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, to create a bond, like, I suppose, that's kind of unbreakable in a way, you know? Taking on the world um, with your best friend. Dream. There's been worse things happening. Yeah? <laughs> you can't see you can't see us here because obviously this is a podcast, but we're just doing the whole hand of like dream. I mean, uh, I'm working. I just can't stop moving. You know, just can't stop moving like dream. Um, what song will always just hit you if it comes on the radio and you weren't expecting it, and it just makes you feel a little bit emotional? And why? It might even be an emotional song, maybe just because of the memory associated. Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Well, his cover of Hallelujah because uh, it's just amazing. His voice is haunting. And I sang it at a relative's funeral when I was younger. And I just haven't been able to uh, look or listen or see it the same way ever since. Obviously, it's a, obviously he is fucking... Like, sorry, the no, person... Is, it's a podcast. Obviously, obviously he is uh, ridiculously good. And his voice is so haunting. So beautiful. Uh, story, uh, his storytelling and his vocal is just ridiculous. So already it's sad and already it's beautiful. And then I did that then as well, which made it like, Jesus, like a million times mm-hmm. harder to process the yeah, lyrics yeah, and yeah. process what the song is about and the loss in it and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, every time I hear that now, I just instantly start to get really emotional and well up and stuff like that because mm-hmm. it's so damn beautiful and so hard <laughs> and then it just brings you straight back to that time and place as well and the strength to perform that at a funeral that's really amazing like yeah but it was my that was it was my dad's auntie who was like she was a big like she was a big uh supporter of mine every time there was like a family like uh gathering she was always making me get up and sing and getting me to do this and getting me to do that and she had nothing but compliments i was her favorite child like in the whole family uh, <laughs> she didn't even and, try hide it like <laughs> yeah she didn't hide it no no she's really honest and uh that was her favorite song so she, like i was kind of like told you're gonna play this to my toy. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, so I did it. Yeah, so that's that one. What about you, Connor? More recently, it's probably become 
Joni Mitchell, both sides now. I can't really say why, but there That's is okay. like there there is a um, a personal kind of reason behind it. And it's just okay. yeah, it really kind of strikes. Just gets you. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, you need to be careful with that shuffle. Sometimes it can totally throw you. <laughs> <laughs> at, a, at a party, at a party, <laughs> dance. You know, when you're walking somewhere, like you could be walking down to Aldi, like, and you've got your headphones in, and you're having the time of your life, like, and I always think about that thing when you see someone walking. We have a great window in our house, like the best house ever for people watching. You can just just massive window. It's right there. You can see everything going on. But we're always like, I wonder what they're listening to, depending on their walk, right? Because like <laughs> some people have such confidence, other people are a little bit more mellow, others are like running and like powering through. But it's always that thing, isn't it? That if something's on shuffle, like I know from I, I jumped on the whole let's all run five k's this time last year, buzz. And if something comes on that's set your stride off, I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna pull a muscle if I don't. Yeah. <laughs> but also if something that you don't expect like when a song that can hit you you're like oh I don't even want to run anymore I'm just going to slay yeah, chome yeah, yeah. when, when, when a sad song comes on I run much faster which is weird it's like, you're so opposite with all things, with all things, you know. things today. I love it <laughs> you're just kind of trying to like you run from it almost are you? yeah run away I don't know it's like I feel pain so I like just run as fast yeah. as I can 5k done in like 10 minutes <laughs> listening to Ed Sheeran 5k done in 10 minutes <laughs> <laughs> True. To break the yeah. record, stick the on clip. a bit of Dermot Kennedy. <laughs> uh, final <laughs> question to you both. Uh, and I don't know, I know it's a bit of a strange question. However, uh, I'm sure it may have crossed all of our minds at some point. Have you ever thought about this? What song would you like played at your funeral and why? <laughs> Another one bites the dust by Queen. 10 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's all a bit more of it, isn't it, really? Get get something fun. Get something fun up there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't just know. bang out a bit of like Westlife yeah. when you're looking like that. Cheer people's spirits. Exactly. Yeah. Like Highway to hell. Something yeah. I don't know. That's good. You know, like just get them all going. I think it should be fun, shouldn't it? The song should be fun. Ah, yeah. You have to play one of your own. Like, songs, I want them dancing. I want them dancing out with my coffin. You know. Yeah. I don't want them crying under my coffin. Well, you know that, that video of the, the lads dancing with the coffin? I want that song. What's that song again? Joan's talking about. No. That, that meme of like when someone like does something and they're like, like they, they trip and then it cuts to those guys that are holding the coffin. Oh, okay. Dance. I don't you actually know, know this, meme? but I need to, I need to oh look it up. Oh my God. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, I want them to be singing and dancing holding my coffin. Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, I can't believe we flew through that and we did and we Jeez. doubled up on questions. Honestly, uh, I was worried that we wouldn't get through it in time. But thank you so much for your time. The EP is just out such an exciting time. And obviously the big single at the moment, Can't Say No, is flying. Can't wait to get to one of your hugely energetic and brilliant gigs soon. And yeah, just go boogieing at yeah, one of the gigs and continued success. Thank you, thank so, you much. so much for having us. Guys, thanks really so much for joining. Having... Really appreciate your time. Thank you. So well, lovely to see you as always. Thank so you. So lovely to see you too. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks so much again to Connor and to David. And thank you for listening. Back with you soon with a new DMC. This podcast was recorded uh, with Collaborative Studios and it would just be amazing if you could share this with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Rate it, review it, maybe subscribe. I'll catch it for another DMC soon. Thank you.